Hi and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Overhead Overground from Commute Blog, revealing the true stories of Londoners one podcast at a time. This month we're focusing on all things positivity, because let's face it, we probably need it in January. I've been speaking to two people who know all about being positive in the face of difficulties. Max has always learnt to take things with a spoonful of sugar, no matter the challenges he's faced, and his mum Sandy is no different. She's the most positive, warm person you could ever hope to meet, and in fact she's so good at listening and being compassionate that you might not realise she's got a few stories of her own to tell. I was 29, and he was my first baby, and it was a shock. I didn't really know anything about Down syndrome, and it was presented in quite a negative way, and I didn't really help enormously. But um, from the word go, I had a fierce love for him. You know, he was my baby, and... There was just no doubt, no hesitation whatsoever in this is going to be a challenge, but, you know, a fantastic challenge because he is adorable and he's my son. 22 years on and Sandy's fierce love of Max has obviously stood him in good stead. He's one of the most charming, charismatic people I've ever had the pleasure to meet. And he's obviously never let Down syndrome stand in his way if his starring role in a Hollywood film is anything to go by. So I hear that you were in Notes on a Scandal. Um, yes. How was that? Good. Yeah. Fun. Um, good, good and fun. Yeah, and I heard, how did you get the role? Because you had an audition with Richard Eyre. Um, yes. Before, before I saw the, the director, um, Richard Eyre came to Chicken Shed and... And Chicken Shed, the, the Chicken Shed show theatre. Yeah. Um, he saw a show of me in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a Nancy. Yeah, he spotted someone in that theatre. Mm-hmm. Came, went back to his office, saying, "We want this. We want this boy to come to to audition." Wow. To get the role, mm-hmm. and then and then, mum and dad came to the audition with me. Mm-hmm. We went. I, I was waiting for a long time. Yeah. To go and see the to see the, the director. Um, I saw Richard Air. Yeah. Um, I sang one of his 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 musicals. You sang. One of his musicals course, to yeah. him. To him. What? Which one um, did you say? It sing? was Mary Poppins. <laughs> Boom from the sugar. Oh, can we have a rendition? <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's the spoon for the sugar? Let the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down. What's the spoon for the sugar? Get the medicine go down. In the mother light for way. I can see why you got the role. That was really good. It, yeah, and then they were the talked about the film, mm-hmm. the experience it wanted me to be like. I really wanted to get this role. Uh, I was fingers crossed and toes crossed that I would get the role for it. Did you ever think that you wouldn't get it? Or did you feel quite confident? I was quite confident get, getting the role. And then went went to school. And then so I came in to get me, get me home. Because um, he had big, big news to tell me. Um, saying, um, you got the role. Wow. 
you got the role and you're playing Ben. Well, that in was the, the main, the main uh, that, that's the, that's the main setup for me yeah. to do. And then, then after that, I got into the role of a superstar. I went into the film. You got into the mindset of a superstar. So how did that. you do that? Do you just feel a bit uh, like a superstar? It, it, just, it just clicked for me after that. That's brilliant. And I, I, I just, yeah, I just you got it. It just um, came naturally. It just went, went naturally. Got it. Went naturally, I got it. I was playing the role called Ben. Yeah. And you had your own trailer, didn't I had, you? I had my own trailer. That's very showbiz. Uh, yeah. Uh, they got, I got t- treated well. Oh. They got treated well with food. <laughs> what food? I had a black and... Uh, on the, in my trailer, I had sticky... Sticky... Toffee bread thing. Oh. Toffee bread. Toffee bread. A pudding. Bread and butter pudding. Bread and butter pudding. Yeah. It was bread and butter pudding I had. Um, It was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I had that. And then they said they want me to go down, get my makeup on. I went down, get my makeup, went back to the trailer. And then in 15 minutes, I went down to the set of the film. It was amazing. And I met the, the cast, the actual cast. And who was the cast? Because it was some quite big names, wasn't it? Uh, the quite big names to the cast. They announced uh, what people are going to be, be, be with. And who were they? Uh, there were... The, the, the first one they said to me, you're going to... You're, you're going to be with Dame Judi Dench. Wow. I was, I was in, in shock <laughs> they say that to me. I'm going to be meeting Dame Judi Dench. What was she like? Fabulous, gorgeous, quite funny. Yeah. And then, and then the other one they announced, they announced my father, and that was, um, Bill Nye. Wow. I was, I was hysterical that <laughs> they announced Bill Nye was in the film. Yeah. It, um, yeah. I cast my mother. It was uh, Kate Blanchett. Gosh. That was, I was a bit of hysterical yeah. and quite excited. The, the scene I liked was me and Kate Blanchett in bed. <laughs> Together? Yeah, together, mm-hmm. because mum tucked me in bed. Oh, yes. And didn't she give you a... A goodnight kiss. Yeah. Yeah. How was or that? On the cheek. Have you ever washed your cheek? I was, I was blushing then. <laughs> so I was blushing. Was she nice? Uh, she's, she's quite nice. Yeah. Unfortunately for Max, he couldn't always get his way on set. Some, some of the lines was in the cutting room. They cast... Um, they cut out one of my lines was by the... I was sitting down on the sofa mm-hmm. um, to my dad, Bill Nye, saying, uh, saying this um, rude word, saying, up your bottom. God. They cut that off. I, I was absolutely... I was absolutely... Donald Bollicor, they cut that off. Why? Because I like that word. <laughs> Oh, the bollocks that did that. 
When speaking to Max, it's easy to forget he has Down syndrome at all, and I think this is why Sandy is so keen to ensure that the condition doesn't define him. Um, first and foremost, someone who has Down syndrome is a human being, and their worth uh, of life is just the same as yours or mine. Um, and if you label someone in by calling someone Down syndrome... It, it kind of categorised them as only that, and it's it's not that at all. They just they're they're a, a vibrant human being who just happen to have this condition called Down syndrome, and so it puts it into its place. So it's 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 like an annex as opposed to the whole thing. Mm. That's a nice way of describing it, like an annex mm. their personality. It is. And not yes, it is. And it's really important to remember that. I think for people listening that don't know, you know, everyone's heard of Down syndrome, but what exactly is it as a condition and what are the implications? Okay, so someone who is born with Down syndrome, uh, they have very low muscle tone. And I guess, I guess what the main thing is, is that their think their thought process is slower than most people's and therefore all the things that we take for granted quick decision making using a spoon or a fork to eat something you just make a decision quickly because it's obvious whereas someone who has down syndrome perhaps it takes them a long time to figure that out and therefore that then has a knock-on effect on the meal that they're eating if you see what Mm -hmm. I mean um and so I think the one of the main things about having down syndrome is struggling to be understood. I personally think that Max has exact brain function to everybody else. He just has if you like cling wrap between his brain and the rest of the world and he finds it very difficult to kind of get through that cling wrap to communicate what he needs to us and to himself really to work out quickly to himself what he needs to do or how he feels about something for instance you know if he was on a bus and the bus stopped and everyone would had to get off the bus he would actually have common sense to figure out what to do but because his thought process is slow he wouldn't be able to do it because it just wouldn't wouldn't happen in time Mm. and he would therefore then become frustrated Mm. and cross with probably himself Mm. the wonderful thing about both sandy and max is that they never let the difficulties overshadow the positives having down syndrome liberates a person and i think that I think I sometimes think that what the, the the biggest challenge is not having Down syndrome; it's the rest of the world and their perception of of Down syndrome. So, the rest of us in the world have our you you know anxieties and worries and neurosis about things, and it would appear that I don't I don't mean to say that people with Down syndrome don't have anxieties and worries because they absolutely do. But they embrace life in such a wonderful way that they, they kind of they're liberated in not worrying 
about what people think of them, not worrying about wearing their hearts on their sleeve. So they, there are no secrets in our house. Um, Max tells everyone everything, including what he's thinking, which sometimes can be really, really embarrassing if, you know, um, someone's outstayed their welcome or he wants to leave somewhere or he thinks something's boring or he's upset with something. But apart from those things, the, the, the positive things is that he, you know, he says what he feels, which I think is a really positive thing and a really good way to be. And he just cuts right to the the nub of life and how to enjoy it. And, you know, we could all do with embracing that really we're all so preoccupied with our uh worth you know how we're doing our ambition uh our greed for financial rewards max just doesn't have a clue about money Mm. doesn't even come into his world Uh, i'm not saying that he doesn't understand that money buys certain things but it just isn't a preoccupation and therefore not a burden to him, really. Mm. Um, so in many ways, yeah, it liberates you as a person, I think. I asked Max for his take on living with Down syndrome. You have to be, be confident. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be confident, you have to be brave, you have to make your own dreams, to make your own dreams you want to be in the future, mm-hmm. or I want to be in the future. Is it ever... I get uh, planned for that. Mm-hmm. Is it ever more difficult? It's not that difficult. Do you think there's anything that you can't do? I'm not quite sure on that. Probably not. Probably not. I know how to sing and dance. I am, I'm, a, I'm a fantastic dancer. <laughs> and you're very humble. I'm quite humble as well. Did you ever think that you couldn't, that you wouldn't be able to act or you wouldn't be able to be in the film? Or did you always have that belief in yourself? I just um, believe in myself. Um, just just believe it. And, and does your mum give you quite a lot of confidence? It, um, yeah. Because she's always been really supportive. It's just quite actually. supportive. Mum was quite supportive through, through, throughout my journey. Oh, could you have done it without her? Probably, um, Yes. Probably. You're such a big star. Um, yeah. I'm quite a big star myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. How has Max um, changed your outlook on the world? I think Max has made me a much... Uh, I'm far more patient than I ever was before I had Max. He's really taught me the value of life and the most important things in life. I think, if I'm honest, before I had Max, I was very interested in being ambitious and um, achieving certain goals in life that now I consider for myself, I'm not interested in ju- judging anyone else, but for myself I consider them as quite, um, I guess, shallow. I, that's a bit harsh to say that. But um, my outlook on life is very different now that I have Max. Uh, I am only interested in um, the essence of today, so the joy of what today can bring. So I live day by day, which I think is a really good good uh, thing to do. And I try really hard to be happy 
and content with what I have rather than always, oh gosh, what should I have? What should I do? What should I want? I just try to live in the moment and be content with what I have because actually, you know, we we all have an awful lot. I'm not saying I achieve that every single day, but I he has taught me to to be that. So I think I'm a much, much nicer person than I was before I had him. That's really nice. And I think that's something that everyone could learn from, especially with the world as it is today. It all seems to be about the surface appearance. Yes. But this seems to go much deeper, which is... Yes, absolutely. It doesn't really matter Mm. what you look like, what you've got on. It uh, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to get away from the fact that everyone likes to look nice. Everyone likes nice things. You know, I love boots, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know I can be distracted by you know new clothes like everyone else. I'm not trying to say that um, it's all you know deep and meaningful and um, red roses because it's not. But I think it does allow you to cut through all the fluff and really focus on what is important. And I think we as a family have always had to do that. And sometimes that's been a real challenge. But I think it also has taught us the values that are important in life. Yeah, Mm. And uh, he's changed your life in that um, he inspired you to write a book. He did. He really did. Yeah. And what can you tell us a bit about that book? Well, yeah, that's an amazing, um, amazing sort of chunk of my life. Really, I wouldn't say I was um, the most gifted of writers, but I, I really sometimes have a lot to say, and I certainly had a lot to say about Max and how he inspires me and his life uh, and. I just really wanted to get it get it down on paper, and I think um, when we were when I was on set with him uh, on Notes on a Scandal, I, you know, I could sort of, I, I wasn't really I was just kind of there to make sure that he was okay. I wasn't really involved in any way, and it allowed me to just kind of sit back and look at people, and you know, I looked at these amazing people who you know are are at the top of their game and they were all really lovely but what they showed me was that that actually it's if you really want to do something you just need to do it and get on with it and so I think after being on set I just came back home and I just thought you know what I, I I can I can do this I can just write let's just write so I just planned the book and planned uh, how I was going to write it so set aside um, a few hours a day and just went for it and it really came out of me very very quickly took me only about four months Um, and then it it just kind of like the train left the station and you know without even really realizing it it just because of certain events you know I got a really um great agent Curtis Brown and then you know got picked up by a publisher and I think it married up very nicely with the film and so before I knew it I was having a book published which was just astonishing really really (laughs) astonishing 
but wow, what an experience. Yeah. Mm. And okay. then I was the mode in the book. Yeah. I was on Channel 5 with Jessica Minsky. She has been on Treaty Come Dancing. Yeah. I was a fan mm-hmm. of hers. And then I was on the, on the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And mum's curly hair was a bit strange. The curl my hair. And the makeup. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Don't go there. Don't yes. go there. Yeah, now let's talk about this. Oh, yes. Everybody. Of all the right stuff, they had a bit of a, a, a ringing at the end of the show. Mum's boy went round saying um, it, it was mum's, her ex-boyfriend rang. And I, <laughs> I did tell this to dad. You told dad? I told dad. And what did he say? All fine. Oh. About it. He's very relaxed. He, he, he was very relaxed about oh. it. What was difficult about writing the book? Um, some bits were really hard to to write and some bits were really hard to remember, uh, as in uh, upsetting to remember. Yeah, some bits were really difficult um, knowing that other people would be reading it. In fact, now I can't, I don't think I can read the book again because I decided from the word go that what I would be was really honest. There was no point writing a book about, you know, the subject and not to be entirely honest about it. Um, and therefore it's quite a difficult read for some people, I can imagine. Um, Which people? Um, so people who have just had a baby who has Down syndrome, I wouldn't recommend that they would read it, but, but it would be a really um, welcoming book to read if you had a, a child who was, say, five years old, because I think by then you would be able to very much recognise some of the things that I was feeling. And, you know, even if just one person welcomed reading the book, that's kind of good enough for me. So, yeah, it's been a really positive thing in that regard. Hmm. And I hear there's going to be a sequel to the book. Is that an exclusive for the podcast? (laughs) Yeah, so I've always thought that maybe it would be a really nice idea to write another one. I'm very mindful that um, now... Both Max and Charlie, Max's brother, are young men and um, I need to be really careful about privacy and what I say about them. Uh, And I haven't really felt up till now that I've had that much material to kind of talk about really. But I think now where Max is in his life, he's 22 and he has accomplished some amazing things since Notes on a Scandal. And, yeah, I think that I am absolutely ready to uh, write uh, another book. And as I say, I I, I really don't think that, you know, I am the best writer in the world. But I do have something unique to say. And I do know uh, a lot about being a mum of a a young man who has Down syndrome. And I think that... um, yeah, those things in me need to be said again. So mm. you kind of get this urge. I just get this urge to want to sort of say it. So, so, um, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it a go. It's really difficult because I'm very, very busy, um, and writing a book. As anyone who has, has written anything knows, it's kind of you know difficult, and you get very easily distracted. Um, so I've got this idea that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the northern line. We live at the top of the northern line, and I'm just gonna jump on the northern line and travel all the way down to the bottom and back again, which I reckon will take about two hours. And I won't have 
any internet and any phone and I just won't be able to do anything but write and I I don't know I think I'm really hoping that that Mm. might help me and there's something about the movement of a train that kind of jogs your mind and I don't know when I'm on the train I always have sort of like quite rhythmical kind of thoughts about things and I I think about things a lot so I'm hoping that maybe maybe it helps me well it is one of the last places in the world where you can't be distracted because there is no signal there is no why well there is wi-fi now in the platform except unless you no i'm not 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 i haven't logged on to that i am i love people watching so i might get distracted by the people but i'm hoping that maybe and you know apart from anything else i really really want to do it so yeah you know i i i hope that i don't have any kind of time factor it doesn't really matter how long i take so So yeah, I'm going to hopefully give it a go. Throughout all of Sandy's struggles and successes, there's been one person who supported her along the way. Where do you draw your strength from when things are difficult? Um, Well, I have to tell you, I draw my strength from my husband. He is an amazing partner and we've been together over 25 years. And I really thank my lucky stars that I, I I have him as a partner because uh, it's so lovely to just have someone that's on your side the whole time and I know that he, I am at his absolute number one priority and there's something really really lovely about that and really makes me feel safe and um, yes I feel really lucky and how do you find a man like that for all of the girls? <laughs> pure luck he just came up to me on New Year's Eve and asked me to dance. Oh, that was it. See, in Hampstead, yeah. Tinder hasn't got a patch on that, has it? Yeah. Tinder no. hasn't got a patch on a brave man on New Year's Eve, has it? He's very drunk. <laughs> well, alcohol. alcohol or Tinder, those are your two options. With Dad, yeah. see, with, with Dad, he is quite cool, mm-hmm. handsome, mm-hmm. generous, a really good mate. Yeah, I can't do that. Although Max might not like to admit it, it's clear that Sandy has had a huge influence throughout his life. Mum always do blogging, and she inspired you. See, inspired me to do it. See, inspired me to do my own blog. I'm doing my own blog called Max Mix. And what's going to be on that? Um, It's going to be about the future, and I'm doing. Like coming as a personal director and producer. I wanted to know if Max thought that having Down syndrome might stand in the way of these big plans. First, it's quite hard because I'm still still a man myself. But in the future, it's going to be quite easy to do. Because I'll be a personal director. I'll be producing my own, my own shows on TV and film. Mm-hmm. And the West End. Cool. So it's yeah. not really held you back, has it? It doesn't hold me back at all. It's going to be quite easy to do. And I can be an actor on stage and screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I want to do. Um, be a professional dancer. I, I like to be a dancer choreographer mm-hmm. myself. A, a singing coach. I like to be a singing coach as well with dancing. So you've got uh, a lot of plans, give haven't them you? Comments on the, give them comments on the singing and uh, picking the songs. If you ever think 
you're not sure if you can do something or you doubt yourself or you're having a rubbish day, how do you make yourself feel better and how do you keep positive? I'll just stay positive with myself. Yeah. Yeah. What's your biggest tip? If I was having a bad day, what would you say to make me feel better? Um, Be confident. Be brave. Be happy. Be happy be happy with yourself and be quite confident with yourself. And looking to the future, Max obviously has a few plans to say at least. What is your greatest hope for Max? I, I would really like Max to achieve what he would like in life. So I'm determined to give him a voice, which is why we do our vlog together called Sandy and the Swim. It's actually my vlog, although it's quite clear that everybody just wants to watch him and he's taken it over, which I don't mind at all. I like to give him a voice in that and, you know, you can easily see from the vlog that he's very entertaining and he's very articulate and he's very bright and savvy. Um, I would love him to get another Hollywood movie role. I think he'd really love that. I'd just like him to be a jobbing actor, uh, which is quite a tough gig, really. Um, But I think it would be really, really great for him. I guess what I'd like is that he's always creatively fulfilled. Sandy and Max haven't always had the easiest ride through life, but their attitude towards the challenges they've faced is infectious. By refusing to let anything hold them back, they've made their own luck, seizing opportunities that most of us could only dream of. Perhaps we could all benefit from being a bit more like Max in our life. Every day he will, he will find something in the day to embrace and welcome and enjoy. So I've got nothing but admiration for him. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of Overheard Overground from Commute Blog. If you can't wait for the next episode, which will be out next month, there are always new stories to inspire you over on the website www.commuteblog.co.uk. You can also follow Commute Blog on all forms of social media. Just search Commute Blog. And if you've enjoyed this, please give it a review on iTunes and tell your friends about it. If you know a story you think should be shared, email it to me at hello at commuteblog.co.uk. Special thanks to Sandy and Max for taking part. If you want to hear more from them, check out their vlogs, Sandy and the Swim and Max Mix, and Sandy's book, which is called Living with Max. This podcast was produced and edited by me, Amy Dicketts, and special thanks go to Freya Millwood at Old China Prince, Ollie Mann from the podcast Answer Me This, Ellie Gibson from the podcast Scummy Mummies, and Karen Dazil for inspiration and advice to get this off the ground. Becca Hart designed the logo. And of course, thanks to my family, friends and John for encouraging me to give this a go.